Hello, now welcome to the show. Just before we crack on, I just want to double check. Do you want to get confident on camera, be irresistible to those you're talking to and speak online with confidence and ease? Well, grab my new online course, Calm On Camera, the pre-recorded series now. Over the course of four sessions, we'll be really getting clear on why it is that you're showing up online and how to do it in a way that works for you. So head to amylayton.teachable.com and enter the promo code IRRESISTIBLEPRESENCE for 10% off now. Welcome to Irresistible Presence, the show that will empower you to up your confidence, get visible and share your truth in a way that works for you. I'm Amy Layton, speaking and presence coach, actress and champion for introverts. Each week I'll be exploring tips and techniques to help you up your speaking game while staying honest and true to who you are. Just a reminder before we start, please do remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help to get the word out there. So, let's get on with the show, shall we? Hello, and welcome back to episode five of Irresistible Presence. Now, I know that there is so much rubbish going on in the world at the moment, and I am recording this on Wednesday, the 25th of March, so this is the day before it's due to go out, because my head has just been so cloudy and so full of brain fog over the last 10 days or so. With everything going on, I haven't haven't had the headspace to actually sit down and and put this together. So I'm doing it the day before it goes out. So if you're listening on Thursday, yes, I did just record this yesterday and now I need to spend most of my day-to-day editing this, which is totally fine, totally good. Um, And also it hasn't felt hugely authentic to put out loads of stuff that was pre-scheduled and pre-recorded. It's just, it doesn't feel right to me at the moment. So I'm kind of living in the moment a little bit as I think we all are. Um, But... This is the first time that I come to you. I don't know why I'm starting to sing that. I'm doing it again. I did it. I mentioned about it on a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? Was it last week? I can't remember. But um, this is the first time that I come to you as an engaged lady, which is very exciting. Long story short, sorry, we will crack on with the podcast in a second, but actually... I think we're all just in need of a bit of a chat at the moment, aren't we? So, um, yeah, long story short, my fiancé and I were meant to go to South Africa on holiday. And we were meant to be going yesterday, so on Tuesday. Um, However, obviously, that wasn't going to happen because nobody's travelling anywhere at the moment. And we we had this amazing trip planned and we were going to go to Table Mountain and we were going to go to Kruger National Park and we were going to drive the garden route. And, like, genuinely, it was going to be the trip of a lifetime. However, in lieu of that happening, we actually went for a dog walk last week, uh, which was so lovely, and it actually happened then. So yeah, so thank you for all your really lovely wishes and messages, and I don't feel grown up enough. I feel like I'm still about 18, I don't feel grown up enough um, to be planning a wedding. However, I guess I'm going to have to, so if you've got any suggestions or any ideas of where to start please let me know because I have not got a clue quite simply I don't know where to start I feel like I should be ordering some sort of like journal (laughs) as you can tell I haven't really looked into it but yeah I think I'm going to be using quite a lot of my extra time that I now have to start planning this so you know swings and roundabouts it could be worse couldn't it anyway that's enough about me I think so um thinking about our podcast today I purposely have avoided 
as much of the C word or either of the C words that I could use as possible. I've just kind of been thinking that actually the stuff that I want to listen to at the moment is not about that. And actually I did record an episode which was kind of talking about it and and the impacts that it might have on our speaking. But actually I have decided to, to put that to one side because... Personally, I have found that the things that I really want to listen to and the podcasts I really want to listen to are not related to it at all. So I hope that that's okay. I hope you guys are okay with that decision. But I think, you know, just trying to keep things really positive. I have decided to steer away from that subject today. So what we are going to think about today, though, which is especially relevant, it's still relevant with everything that was going on, but it's relevant all the time, kind of, I think that's the beauty of it, is that it is relevant when when we're on this plot twist ride, but also when everything is completely normal and we're living our day-to-day life and we're allowed to go out more than once a day, um, which is this idea of, yes, but why should anyone care what I have to say? Why should anyone care what I have to say? Why should anybody care about me jumping on Instagram and giving nutritional advice because there are so many nutritionists around? Why should anybody care about me standing up and giving a presentation because actually somebody stood up and gave a similar presentation last week? Why would anybody come and visit my talk at an event? Why would anyone come to my workshop at an event? Because actually I'm a PT and there are so many other PTs also giving talks or demonstrations at the same event as well. Why should anybody care about what I have to say? Now, I don't know if you guys have ever watched someone do a speech or give a workshop, whether that be in person or online, and see them really owning what they have to say, like really owning it, kind of where you're sat in the audience and you're just looking and going, oh my God, I wish I could do something like that as well. And you're kind of fangirling or fanguying or you're just fanning over them. And you're like, oh my goodness me, I literally want to come to everything that this person says or does from now on. And somehow what they're saying has just got loads of vibrancy around it and they're engaging everybody and they're drawing people in and it's funny and it's honest and it's real and it's true. And you feel like you could go for a drink down the pub with them. I don't know if anybody has anybody like that that they kind of fan crush fan crush is that the right way of saying it I don't know regardless that they like really fan over um I know if you think about let's think about Tony Robbins and I mean I've never been to a Tony Robbins event before but I have read stories of people going to Tony Robbins events and like apparently there's music blaring out and there's a warm-up acts and everyone's whooping and cheering and dancing on their chairs and giving each other high fives and it's like yeah and suddenly everyone's drawn in everybody's engaged and everyone's like oh my god this is amazing equally because I mean it's fairly American um to us Brits where we're like oh goodness me I could not possibly get on my chair. Um, We're all a bit more prim and proper. Um, Sorry, that's a massive generalisation. But, you know, um, equally it could be, actually, if you think about this idea of influencers online 
and people just literally kind of tuning in to as much content as they can consume from those people and then those people go to events and you're like oh my goodness me I'm actually looking at this person and watching this person in real life really really speaking and it's so brilliant and then they release a book and you go for the book and you know it all kind of spirals it's that kind of feeling that kind of real longing and panging anyway so we get the idea you're like well hold on a minute I am like fangirling all over this person who has got like 200,000, oh, I don't even know if that's that much anymore, uh, 2 million followers on Instagram and they've got a book and they've got this and that and the other and they're speaking at an event and yada, 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 yada. Why is anybody going to listen to me? Why should anybody listen to what I have to say? Because that person's got all the following and they're amazing. And then there's little old me. It's that kind of idea, right? That kind of feeling. Now I catch myself doing this a lot as well. So if you find yourself doing this, if this relates, then I am totally, totally with you. But the ironic thing is, is that those people that you're watching, I can pretty much guarantee are probably doubting themselves as well. They're probably doing exactly the same to somebody else. They're probably doubting themselves and going, oh my goodness me, why should anybody listen to what I have to say? How have I ended up here? I don't know if anybody has ever had those feelings, which I get, um, of feeling a bit like a fraud sometimes. And you're like, I am literally going to get found out. And it kind of feels like, I don't know, the fraud police or something and are going to come and find you and they're going to come and hunt you down and they're going to go, no, you can't speak on this. You don't know what you're talking about. How can you get people to listen to you? (laughs) Sounds a little bit nuts. And I think you can tell that this is probably, so I'm recording this uh, on Wednesday. So this is the day before it comes out. I think you can probably tell this is day three of like lockdown. And I'm starting to go slightly do lally with only being able to go out the house once a day. However, I hope that it's providing some entertainment for you alongside speaking about this idea. Now, what I can pretty much guarantee you, regardless of what you're speaking about or who you're pining at or whatever's going on for you, is that not one person will have had the same experiences as us. And even though there might be thousands and thousands of people out there doing exactly the same thing as as we've done, every single one has had a completely different background and every single person has a different journey that's resulted in where they are now. Hmm. It's interesting when you think about it like that, isn't it? Not one person has had exactly the same background and exactly the same journey to get to where you are now. So even though you might well have similar propositions to somebody else, which let's face it, we're all pretty much going to have the same proposition as somebody else. Like, let's get real here. Unless something is completely unique and individual and totally, totally new to the world, there's probably somebody who's done it before. And there's definitely a quote around that as well. Uh, Hold on, I'm just giving it a Google as we speak. Mark Twain. Yeah, that's it. It's Mark Twain. And he says, there is no such thing as a new idea. It is impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. We give them a turn and they make new and curious combinations. We keep on turning and making new combinations indefinitely. But they are the same old pieces of coloured glass 
that have been in use through all the ages. Hmm. That's quite nice, isn't it? But yeah, it just, <laughs> I quite like it. Um, yeah, it comes back to that idea of we may well have the same or similar proposition as other people, but actually we keep on turning and making new combinations and actually the way that we turn all these different pieces of coloured glass are individual to us. And so I guess that's that's what helps us come out with our proposition and the way that we deliver it and the way that we put it together. Now, coming back to this idea of kind of doubting ourselves and just thinking, oh, well, everyone's done exactly the same already, so what's the point? It's this idea of the indreaded, of the indreaded, that's not even a word, Amy. <laughs> this is what happens after staying in my house for three days and only being able to go out once a day. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> this is the dreaded imposter syndrome. And actually, over 70% of people have been cited to suffer from some sort of imposter syndrome at some point thinking that we're not good enough, and as a result of that, our inner critic comes out. Now, my God, I don't know about you, but if I only suffered from imposter syndrome once in my life, I would be a very happy woman. A very happy woman. However, I'm sure, like most of us here today, we probably probably suffer from imposter syndrome more than once in our lives, don't we? And not to want to sound like a basket full of quotes today um but there's a really another really lovely quote um I've, I've got three in total for this podcast i promise this is the second one this is the second one bear with me but um there's a guy called bertrand russell who said that the whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves and wiser people are so full of doubts the whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves and wiser people so full of doubts. That's interesting, isn't it? Actually, you think about the people who are always like, yeah, 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 not a problem, I'll get up and speak, yeah, 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 no worries, yeah, cool, no, I don't get nervous, not a problem, woo. Versus people who are like, okay, I need to be able to speak, I can see a reason for this. However... That imposter syndrome is kicking in. How on earth am I going to do this successfully? Why should anybody listen to me? Because actually X, Y, or Z is speaking before me, or there's so much competition, this market is oversaturated. So thinking about it in that way, and this idea of the wiser people being so full of doubts, which I will absolutely take. If you are nervous and you're doubting yourself, that is a really good thing. That is a really good thing. Because it shows that you care. It shows that you really care about what you're doing. To be honest, I tend to say to clients and people that I work with, I tend to say, if you're not nervous, then we've got a problem. Genuinely, if you're not nervous, we have a problem. Because nerves are there to show that we care. Ooh. <laughs> so much poetry and so many quotes today nerves are there to show that you care i mean it's true it does 
And it's just like the the previous episode with the five minute thought where we, we looked at a little bit of breathing to help us think about how we can deal with nerves. We've just got to be able to focus that energy in the right way. So if we have nerves that are there and they're showing that we do indeed care, then what we need to do is to, alongside, do the breathing, which is on the previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I suggest that you go back and listen to it. It's only five minutes long. So once you've listened to this one, go and listen to that one as well, because that's another tactic you can use. But what we really need to do is to get back to the very core of what we're saying and why we're saying it. So the more specific when we're working on this kind of thing, the better. And actually at this point, it's not about appealing to the masses. It's not about appealing to the masses. If we think about trying to appeal to absolutely everybody, then we're just going to dilute the value of what we're saying. So if you make your audience too large, and hold on, this is quote number three. Cool, I am just firing them out today. This is the final one, which is from Seth Godin, and it says, you'll make average stuff for average people instead of something powerful for the few. That's the last one, I promise. But you'll make average stuff for average people instead of something powerful for the few. So Seth Godin, marketing extraordinaire and absolute marketing god, if you ask me. Um, But yeah, it comes back to that idea of wanting to make something really specific for specific people as opposed to just trying to appeal to absolutely everybody. So, So what I tend to get people to do here is to think about if your audience was just one person... Who would that ideal audience member be? And we think about creating an avatar for them. So we think about creating an almost a little bit like a profile. So we think about creating like a Tinder profile for them, for example. And we we start to paint a picture of them. So we're thinking about who are they? How old are they? What do they do for work? What do they do for fun? What makes their heart sing? And what scares them? So do you see, we're just trying to, we're trying to build up a kind of a picture of who they are, what makes their heart sing and what turns them off, essentially, I guess. So let me just say those again. So we've got, who are they? How old are they? What do they do for work? What do they do for fun? What makes their heart sing? And what scares them? I like to give them a name as well. My my ideal customer avatar is called Sarah. She is true story. She's called Sarah. I came up with her a few years ago when I was bringing together my business and being like, oh, who am I speaking to? What am I doing? So Saz, you're the one I speak to when I do this kind of stuff. Then, once we've got together our customer avatar, we then start to think about ourselves and our offering. So, what experiences have I had that makes my journey unique? What value can I give them? What can I teach them? Where can I do this? 
where is the best place to be able to do this? Is this in person? Is it over social media? Is it via video call? I mean, at the moment, I don't think we're going to be doing it in person for the next few months, but is it in which case then? Is it through social media? Is it on a Zoom call? Are you running an online event? And when can I do this? So are you doing this once a day? Are you doing it twice a day? Are you doing it once a week? Are you doing it once a month? How often are you able to spread your message to that person? So I guess we can start to see that actually, if we home down and we zoom into, I guess zoom into the smaller picture and really focus on what what it is that we're, we're offering and who we're offering it to, and actually, whilst we might well have the time to do that as well as the, at the moment, we can really help ourselves get out of the mindset of, I've got to please everybody with what I say. And it can really help us go into the mindset of, I've got things that are worthwhile and that can really help somebody. And then if we can start to connect with just one person and really interact with them, then A, that's amazing because that's a real interaction as opposed to, let's take this example to social media, as opposed to if we're, say, on Instagram and we've got loads of fake accounts following us and we've got loads of followers but actually no engagement at all. If we've got one, two, three, 100, 200 followers, but actually they truly, truly cheerlead for us and they truly engage with us and everything that we're saying, we're speaking directly to them and we're resonating because we've been really specific with our offering and with our audience, then that feeling of accomplishment that we're getting from our work and the sense of pride is going to grow alongside our confidence and our audience as a result is going to continue to grow and grow and grow and engage with us as we start to speak our truth on our terms. Now, my friends, just remember, as with anything, this ain't going to happen overnight. It ain't going to happen overnight. And it takes 21 days to form a new habit. So we've got to think about being really consistent and practicing this a lot. So what I challenge you to do this week is to think about one way in which you can really hone in on your offering. One way in which you can really get clear and get really specific with who you're talking to or what you're saying and then work out which way you can best spread your message. And as I've said earlier, if you're listening to this around March, April, May time, let's face it, probably, it's most likely to be online. So think about which area of online you're going to look at. Are you going to look at most of your community or are you wanting to build a community on Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it LinkedIn? Is it actually on YouTube and you're creating longer form video content? Is it by giving um, Zoom events and running Zoom events online? How is it exactly that you're able to best reach your audience and keep doing it, keep practicing it, And actually now is a really brilliant time to try lots of things out. We've got time. We've got time to to try things out and practice and give things a go. And some things will work and some things won't. And that's part of the beauty and the joy of just 
having time to experiment with this stuff. And actually, I'm going to start doing this too. I'm going to start experimenting and playing around with things over the next few weeks because if we can't keep creative, if we can't have fun with it, if we can't play around and if we can't continuously adapt and evolve and try out new things, then what is the point? What is the point? The world will throw stuff at us and we can pick ourselves up and we can try things out and we can crack on. So zoom in and look at that smaller picture. Use those nerves as reassurance that you're doing the right thing. Use those doubts and that imposter syndrome as this idea that you are doing the right thing. But stay really clear and build that picture of your ideal audience member and speak directly to them. Now, when you're trying this stuff out online, send it to me, tag me in it. I would love to see how you get on with this kind of stuff and I want to be a cheerleader for you you know especially at the moment we all need cheerleaders so please 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 let me know how you get on let me know what you think don't forget there are some free resources online as well on my website uh, we've got two audio downloads and a worksheet all about irresistible presence and how to make speaking work for you so if you are needing a little bit more guidance and a little bit more direction before next week then don't forget to go to my website and download those resources. They're there for you. And especially at this time, as I've mentioned, we might have a little bit more time on our hands. Start to work on this stuff because this is where the magic's really going to happen, especially when our businesses depend on it. All right. Sending you lots of love, guys. Have a great week. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. As ever, if you did enjoy it, please do remember to rate, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to spread the word. And you can find the show notes for this episode over at amylayton.com. All right, have a great one. Catch you next week.